Hey everybody, on this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about spiritual warfare and all the aspects that come connected to that, demons and what Jesus had to say and what Paul had to say in the book of Ephesians. And so we'll be looking at a couple different things, but uh, before we get into that, what is it? It's week 13 of our little baby, right? Yep, yep, week 13. Uh, so so it says, congrats, you made it through the first trimester. So we're officially into the second trimester. All right. The baby is as big as a lemon. It's about 2.9 inches long. and weighs about 0.81 ounces. All right. And uh, proportion-wise, his head or her head is now a third the size of the body instead of a half. So it's starting to... Proportion out. Proportionality, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's about it. <laughs> I mean, still this a baby. Is, this is when when Mama starts to feel good. Second trimester. Yep. She gets her energy. She can eat stuff. Exactly. She's, yeah. And she's got visible veins. <laughs> so <laughs> you can see all those blue streaks under your skin because you have increased blood flow. All right. Yeah, and uh, you don't. Uh, yeah, don't feel nauseous. Need a nap or anything like that. Yeah. So well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> Although my wife had. My wife had uh, morning sickness all the way through. Oh, that sucks. <coughs> really? Sorry about that. Yeah. I don't think anyone heard that. I muted my channel. Oh, nice. Nice little sneeze I had there. Yeah. That's what that's what podcasts do, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, we're uh, going to... Uh, my nose, gonna... man. It's just sticking kind of... Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. <laughs> No, I'll... we always have to get that in, and we didn't get it in last week when we uh, talked about on the podcast. We got it in. Oh man, it's gonna be around for a while till the baby's born, maybe. Oh, once the baby's born, we're gonna stop smoking that sticky, sticky. Yes, I've been smoking the green, the ganja herb. Smoke the green ganja herb. The Lord put it in the earth. Smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. <laughs> we could just do the whole podcast. I'll just hit the button. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. All right, you ready to We're get talking it? about some crazy out there stuff, so. Yeah. Lighthearted before we get into this. There's some crazy stuff out there. Yeah. Read your Bible, folks. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Take your vitamins. <laughs> Stay hydrated. That's right. Sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's up, warriors? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm joining the studio by with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? How you been? Good. Hey, we have our live audience back with us. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Yeah, we got a mic on you guys this time. <laughs> so you're sitting about six seven feet away and we can hear you so they're here dude what's up not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> i had a cool day yesterday you did yeah i went to a uh secretive event that was held in secret <laughs> because uh they usually it might have gotten protested so it was scary oh wow i was worried about it but it wasn't. It was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out good. It was good. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't but, want to talk about it more. <laughs> so that's I can't it. Talk. 
Can't talk about it more. Okay. Well, that was cool. That was a cool story, bro. Yeah. Thanks but I sharing. had to dress in incognito and oh, wow. I wore long sleeves and pants and hat and big sunglasses. Did you still wear your Crocs though? Or flip flops. Flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. That's your trademark. Yeah. The flops. The, the flops or the Crocs in the winter or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool. Yeah. The Uggs, not I don't wear Crocs oh. anymore. Oh, sorry, Uggs. I used to wear Crocs. The new you don't wear the girl Uggs though, with like the boots with the fur and all that. I used to. You wore the girl Uggs back in back in high school when they were before you could get you just get big. Yeah. Right. Did you wear them with your yoga pants? No, I didn't wear them. Oh, yoga okay. pants. Wore shorts. <laughs> I wore shorts year round. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's yeah. a really weird visual. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, so what do you know, man? Oh, hey, did you know that Queen Elizabeth II is the legal landowner for one-sixth of the land on Earth's planet? Wait, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, she owns more, which is, that's more land than any under any other individual or nation. Wow. So it says this amounts to a total of 6,600 million acres <laughs> in 32 countries. Wow. She's, yeah. So she is like... She, I would, she's a real estate investor. Well, yeah, the crown. It's yeah. It's the crown. I know. So yeah. any place where they. So she owns like the British Virgin Islands. That's hers. Australia, she New owned, Zealand. Wait, Australia. The UK. Wait, yeah. I thought I thought Australia broke away. No, but they but the Queen owns the land. <gasps> so basically, there's a whole thing about different countries that actually, which is really fascinating when you get into it. Yeah. About which countries. I think America's one of the few that when you buy property, yeah, you like own it. You own that property. Yeah. Cuz it's your property. You don't rent it. Right. Or you get like, you know, a 100 year, you know, like right. lease by buying it, but you don't actually own the land. I heard that's what Hawaii is like. Like if you live in Hawaii, you can't unless you're born there, you can't buy land there or something. Wow, that's, that sounds really racist. racist. I know. Yeah. But I think it's to protect the Polynesian you know, yeah, know the, the <laughs> what like i'm getting all defensive what it's to do it's the yeah. like uh yeah that's crazy so she owns one sixth of the earth mm. personally legal yeah well right now because she's the queen yeah but yeah that is so crazy to think about no wonder no wonder she doesn't ever worry about spending gazillion dollars and she'll never run out of run out of money yeah, no, they have so much money. It's good to be queen. Yeah, which is awesome because you know, if you're in England, you pay <laughs> like 70%. the royal well, the royal wedding and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's all taxpayers. They don't pay for that. <laughs> oh, so geez. you pay on top of these people that have untold amounts of money. Right. From they could sneeze that royal wedding cost. Oh, yeah, like even if it was twenty five million yeah. dollars. I mean, whatever. they have priceless gems and crowns and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they own crazy amounts of stuff. Oh man! Yeah, you want to hear crazy conspiracy theory? You want to yeah. blow your mind? Let's do it. I want to hear it. Oh, I was telling the audience. Look into oh. <laughs> the British opium trade with China. Ooh, yeah, that sounds crazy. So you know the uh, the East Indian Tea Company? Yeah, that was in India. Yeah, Bombay. The, Bombay Tea Company and all that, too. Yeah, so you want to hear... This is the conspiracy. All right. That they didn't really care about tea. Of course not. It was because opium was grown in India, and so then they traded... So most of these ships that they went after and protected with all the Royal Marines and all this stuff, or whatever they are, Yeah. to China, 
they're all carrying vast amounts of opium mm. and they got them safe addicted to oh. opium got the chinese the chinese addicted to opium oh man and there's this whole thing with uh yeah the price of gold so they all handled in gold that's crazy so that's why hong kong has like this vast network of or wealth of gold they yeah. hold so much gold yeah and it's all because of this opium trade wow yeah they won't tell you that in schools, though. They won't. They will not tell you <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so anyway, go into that. It's really, if you are interested in learning about maybe how the monarchy got a lot of money in pretty yeah. recent history. That's yeah, cool. look into that. The, uh, yeah, so that's good. Kind of, yeah. All right, man. So you want to talk about what we're going to talk about tonight? Yeah. All right, sure. Cool. So on this episode of the podcast, we're going to just basically talk about spiritual warfare and... Um, you know, it wasn't a, we got our, our Secret Society series that we're going through, the S3, which I like. Um, we're going to get back in that again here soon. And um, we just like to take breaks from things and little, little you know, kind of percolate a little bit as we move on. But And it's also pretty relevant. The Secret Society? No. Thing, or this, no. Yeah, yeah, this, this topic. One. Yeah, well, that's kind of what drove us to, you, you, I, I don't know, I don't remember which one of us mentioned we should do it. I think it was you, but... I'm like, man, yeah, this would be good. Yeah. So here's what I want to read a verse on, um, just to kind of kick it off. Is it from Ephesians? It is from Ephesians. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Book of Ephesians, chapter six. It's it's. This is basically. The best is it, it's the verse you're thinking. I'm thinking. Well, it's of. the it's... armor of God section of Ephesians. Oh. Okay. When it's, I was thinking of a different. Go ahead. There are so. uh, there's tremendous verses, but I wanted to do this one because I actually want to start off with the right idea we're talking about spiritual warfare in the life of a believer so if you're a christian you're listening to this um there there is you are engaged in a battle spiritually whether you know it or not Mm -hmm. and so ephesians 6 10 says finally be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on the full armor of god so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes this is the verse, verse 12, for our mm-hmm. struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, against powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. So Paul outlines in that those three verses there, he outlines who the enemy is, and then he gives us descriptive language of where they're located and how they operate. Um, he gives us clues to that. So I wanted to kind of set that up before we get into like our personal experiences that we've been having because once you understand those things, you can connect the dots better on your own life to help discern whether what you're dealing with is actually spiritual warfare or if it's your own idea or if it was the pizza you ate and had a bad dream <laughs> or if it is just, you know, just the world we live in, which is just chaotic and 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 essence it would be if it's the world it would be spiritual warfare because the world is dominated and ruled by satan yeah as we speak i was gonna say it's pretty interesting when you read ephesians six twelve, he says against five times yeah like there is the great emphasis on um that we're like <laughs> against so many things in the world yeah yeah and i was he, gonna say i heard this i have no idea if this is true or not yeah um, about this verse, but the word that he uses, wrestle, was taken, I guess, the, the if you're going to do it in the context of when he wrote it, 
that it was this wrestling match and the the Romans did. Yeah. And afterward, uh, I think they said the loser of the wrestling match that this particular thing that was going on at the time would have their eyes plucked out. Wow. Or it was something like that. Like they would be. Man, I never heard that. That's killed. crazy. Yeah. Oof. I heard that in the sermon. That'll keep you from uh, losing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it was like this thing. It wasn't just wrestling. I mean, the word he uses does mean a physical struggle. struggle I mean, right. Correct? Yeah. yeah. But he was talking about even more so in context that uh, there's di- like life or death struggle basically is the connotation that was uh, yeah that was given from when he used this particular language yeah and and it's it's a lot it's a lot of um when you think about it a little bit it's a lot of um when you think about struggle you think about like what that means like the first thing that goes in my mind is i think all the way back into genesis when when uh uh jacob wrestled with god yeah and then he touched his hip but it was literally it said that they wrestled all night long Hmm. and so it's this whole idea of it's trying to attach, it's trying to get a hold of. And the other language too, uh, by the way, in reference to um, in reference to uh, uh, this, this whole concept of spiritual warfare is like the foothold. It says don't the, yeah. there's other verses don't give the devil a foothold in your life. And so it, it's this whole concept of the possibility of him not necessarily like possessing a person, but literally, like hanging on to you, and I went wrestling. By the way, there's a there's if you know anything about jujitsu or Greco-Roman wrestling or, um, or uh, even uh, like Roman-style wrestling or, or, or I said Greco-Roman. What is the <laughs> other? I'm trying to think of that. Sambo, any of these like like these grappling sports, foot hooks and footholds are huge. So like they'll get a they'll get a re- an opponent on the ground and they'll use their heel to pull around part of their leg and keep their leg from being able to get free or they'll hook their arm and they'll hold it that way. And so what happens is it's an actual, it's giving you descriptive language that's specifically for, um, you know, this whole concept of wrestling and holding something down and keeping possession and keeping control. So that's the language that's given there that, that you're seeing. I'm trying to get my little my Bible app open here. <laughs> I've got my Bible in front of me, but I wanted to use my Bible app because I have um, a Greek a Greek word on uh, con- uh, thingy bobby. That's a special theological term, thingy bobby. I don't know if you knew that. Oh yeah. But uh, so why don't you take over for a second? Let me get my my okay. thing work. I don't know what's going on here. Well, I was gonna say uh, I found this was really interesting. Um, I can't remember how I necessarily found it. Uh, but it basically goes through the different kinds of, uh, it says this types and stages of demonization. Ooh. So, uh, I thought this was really interesting, um, because I, I know that a lot of people throw around, uh, oh, I'm possessed or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And there's one in here that I didn't even equate with a spiritual, uh, essence Okay. Or a spiritual connotation. So I was going to say, I just wanted to read this because I thought it was pretty interesting and it's good timing because you're looking up something. <laughs> but uh, so it's oppression, obsession, suppression, and possession. Mm. So oppression is the state or process of being tempted spiritually with a sense of being weighed down physically and psychologically 
as in the case of a Christian being disturbed, tormented, or harassed by demons. It says uh, possible symptoms of oppression are anxiety, depression, anger, bitterness, unforgiveness, guilt, shame, heaviness, obstruction, discouragement, uh, all those in our soul. It is a cruel, unjust, burdensome, and harsh exercise of demonic power. Mm. So that's oppression. Yeah. Um, this is the one that I didn't know was... I Actually, I'll, I'll save this one for the last one. Uh, suppression is where a Christian expresses expresses a conscious inhibition of an impulse that keeps him in repression and is continually stopped from reading his word, praying, building up a relationship with Jesus. Which one is that? Suppression. Suppression. Yeah. All right. So, so he's suppressing the truth and suppressing the Well, the it would say it's a God. demonic attack that it's suppressing you from wow. connecting with God and it makes it a conscious act of thing that Interesting. I'm not going to read the Bible or whatever. Uh, possession is the act or state of being dominated or possessed by an extraordinary influence, such as an impulsive attitude or idea, or an extra <laughs> extraneous wow, extraneous personality or action. Demonic possession by evil spirits occurs mostly among well, <laughs> well, I was gonna say it says mostly among non-Christians and fake Christians who are subject to control by the kingdom of darkness. So yeah, what you're gonna say. Christians can't be possessed. Yeah. So it's a common, you know, I remember being concerned about this when I first became a Christian. You know, could I be possessed by the devil? And, and had, I've been asked that many times in years of ministry. And so um, I just ref def I defer back to Ephesians here where it says that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit in chapter 2. Um, Ephesians is just a great, great book in the Bible in general, but it talks about how we've been sealed and seated with him. Yeah. And sealed was is this whole the seal is the kingship sign of ownership, and it's both sealed in the sense that you're so think of like an empty container mm -hmm. as a Christian. God fills that empty container. You're an empty container. He fills you with His Holy Spirit, and He seals it on top, so nothing else can, get, can in. get in. Right. And then there's the other concept which so many Christians have heard before, and I agree with it is that um, when you have light. And darkness, they can't occupy the same space at the same time. Mm -hmm. So darkness is the representation of evil and possession and all of that, um, but light is representative of the Holy Spirit and God, and so they can't be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And so internally, you're owned by God. You've been declared His possession, and so and He's imparted His Holy Spirit to dwell inside of you. But what's amazing to me is that the people who who are the most attacked by dark spiritual forces are believers. Mm -hmm. So they're the ones that are going to feel the brunt of attack, spiritual attack, more than ever. Now, I want to talk about that suppression, repression, possession. Well, should thing I go for, for the next one? Well, I want to talk about suppression for a second because okay. it actually stuck out of my mind. Um, if a believer is struggling with hearing God, praying, reading their Bible, um, they want to, but for whatever reason, the motivation gets stolen from them, or uh, I'm trying to describe a scenario. It's almost like an internal thing that just is mm -hmm. constantly grilling, like grinding, and, um, but in their spirit, they want to commune with God. They want to hear his voice. They want to, you know, devour his word. Yeah. That's probably a sign that there could be a spiritual suppression that's working active in a believer's life. Now, I've not really been familiar with that term until even tonight. Mm -hmm. So I'd have to kind of 
think on that a little bit more, yeah. but I do like the terminology and I do like the concept that it's presenting. Um, I mean, every Christian battles to pray. Every Christian battles to read their Bible, and we're supposed to do it. Those are disciplines of faith, right? Like this is fasting. Yeah, how many? Yeah, yeah, fasting's another one, right? Yeah, like yeah, the minute you fast, like Grandma brings over a plate of cookies she made or <laughs> right. something, you know. But uh, Grandma is a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Get behind me, demon, Grandma! <laughs> oh, Sonny, please take my cookies. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no cookies for Jesus. That'd Wait, what? <laughs> no cookies for Jesus? Yeah, I'm doing no cookies for Jesus. <laughs> no, oh, you're doing no cookies for Jesus. Got yeah. it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, we're trying to make light of a pretty serious subject. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I, I, uh, that suppression thing is interesting because I wonder how many believers actually are experiencing some sort of spiritual attack in their prayer life or their Bible time. You know, it's not an excuse. You still gotta, you know. So if if you think it could be spiritual, then just pray against it. Yeah. And like, like literally say, God, please protect me and remove this and help me. You know, like it's a simple prayer like that. It doesn't have to be some profound thing. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, I'll, I'll read the the next one, but I was gonna say when you were talking about the Holy Spirit occupying. Yeah. Is there not a? Uh, I want to say that in, somewhere in Matthew, I was trying to find it, where Jesus tells a parable about. Uh, like the owner of a house. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to expand on that? Or yeah. Um, so basically, I'm gonna look. I'm looking for it right now. It's in. I believe it's in Matthew. But um, essentially, he says that he's talking about. It's the whole concept of of deliverance of of uh, a house that's full of demonic activity, mm-hmm. and it's they're all driven out. And it says that they're driven out to arid places. Is that's what scriptures say? And they, if the house is not occupied, swept, and kept clean, like cleaned up, then they'll come back later, and they'll bring seven times more with them, and uh, seven stronger. I, I, you know, there's some different language. It depends on what version you read in the Bible. I'm looking I, for. I found it. What is it? Uh, is it Luke? No, it's Matthew 12. Is it Matthew 12? Uh, okay. So, 43. When an impure spirit comes out of a person and goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it, then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds a house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That it, <laughs> That is how it will be with this wicked generation. I love that part at the end. Yeah. And he also talks in that same chapter about uh, Jesus and Beelzebub. And he talks, Beelzebub was another word that they would use for Satan. Mm -hmm. And it talks about how every kingdom divided against itself will not stand. And so, you know, what we have to take in context of this verse here in, in Matthew is that this is before the cross. This is all, you know, Jesus is speaking to things before they're going to come into fulfillment in this regard. And, but what he does say there and what verse was that? I was looking for it here. I just, uh, 40 starts at 43. Okay. Yeah. So he says, uh, he says, he'll return to the house I left. And when it arrives and finds it unoccupied, swept clean and put in order, then it goes in and takes with it seven other spirits that are more wicked than itself. And what's interesting about that is there's a structure in place of, you know, We've seen this happen in belief, in people's lives. Like they t- they turn to the Lord, God starts to work in their life in a powerful way, but they don't go all the way. 
they don't they don't surrender they don't ask for new life they don't they don't go the full monty mm. in with christ and so what happens is is who what's occupying the house right it's not, not the holy spirit right yeah. Yeah. it's in order it's swept up in other words things have been touched things have been you know hebrews 6 that talks about if you've tasted of the you know the 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 goodness of god and the grace and all of these things you know he, so they they've tasted it they've experienced it but they haven't they haven't surrendered to holy mm-hmm. and so the fulfilling the being filled with the presence of god he occupies your life your heart your you know your soul is is been regenerated and now you're a new creation the holy spirit indwells you when it comes back seven stronger it's not going to be able to get in but if it finds it open just in order it's just going to make more chaos yeah and that is a that is a great description of you know that's more so that is a form of spiritual warfare a level of spiritual warfare for sure is this whole possession oppression suppression thing yeah. you know well how about i read this last one that was really interesting that yeah. i had no idea that the uh i came across it a while ago just randomly but obsession Mm-hmm. actually comes from uh is a uh, spiritual warfare what does it say different uh, types and stages of demonization wow so i'll read this one it says obsession is a persistent besetting disturbing dominating pre dominating preoccupation action or influence of an often unreasonable persistent and unnatural feeling or idea that a person cannot escape as a result of demonic intrusion into the life of a Christian, impelling them uh, to preoccupy themselves with certain ideas, emotions, attitudes, or actions from outside. So it says, uh, for an example, King Saul was repeatedly oppressed by a demon in his life as he became obsessed by the thought of killing King David, of killing David, because he was filled with jealousy and consumed by the hatred of David. Though he had been previous, though he had previously been anointed by the Spirit and prophesied over, um, and it says inhibition is a process of demonization of a Christian house. To, uh, yeah, we saw that. talked about that. Yeah, but yeah. So I didn't know that. That's really interesting. That uh, obsession actually comes from has the root in this thing. That it. That, uh, I don't know. That just kind of blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, and you see this in the lives of. So I'm going to use a, an unbeliever as an example. Yeah. You see this in the lives of unbelievers. And so the simple obsession, maybe they're, they have addictions. Maybe they have um, an, an over-emphasized um, interest in the occult or spiritual things that are not godly, that are connected to the darks, you know, dark things of the occult and, and, you know, like Ouija boards and horoscopes and... You unless know, you're in Bethel. Unless you're in Bethel. <laughs> it's a spirit <laughs> board and uh, you're contacting your angel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's some really uh-huh. interesting things happening there. That'd be a whole other podcast, honestly. Yeah. But, you know, when we start to over-spiritualize things, too, and we don't ground it in the Word of God, then we lose touch with what is appropriate. And that's sort of what I think might be happening there at some levels, you know, with the, with the when you mentioned Bethel there. Um, but... But when when we uh, we talk about this obsession, when it's like you see, 
like the the my the picture in my mind and and any, anybody listening this you have a picture in your mind when we say certain words but the picture that comes into my mind is uh like goth <laughs> like you know goth, someone who's like they're wearing the big giant they're all dark pants and the whole <laughs> yeah 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 the eyeliner and nonsense and all that stuff studded belts and yeah yeah just dog collars and like stuff. that yeah but that in itself yeah. isn't necessarily bad but but you know it is one of those things where there's an obsession right there's an un it's unhealthy and this could go move into pornography sexual immorality drugs alcohol i mean it can ex display itself in so many different ways and so that makes sense to me yeah you i was know. gonna say one of our audience members just texted me and it so i don't know if she didn't want to say it she <laughs> said uh it, if anyone has ocd is a great example mm. because they have uh like if you have actual ocd which is interesting i know some i've had some acquaintances that had like legit ocd yeah where uh it's just a really good example, I think, because like, so there, we had this buddy who every time we would go out to eat, he had to wash his hands in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And if the, so we were in public places, but he had this thing where he couldn't, if someone walked in on him watching, watched him do it. So it would take five minutes for his whole ritual of washing his hands. Yeah. And then if someone would walk in, he'd have to start it over again. Yeah. Or someone was in it, but he couldn't stop doing it. Yeah. So he would spend an hour in the bathroom before his meal, miss the meal. We'd be like waiting on them to pay wow. for the check. That's insane. So that like real OCD and they do that because um, it's like a control thing. From my understanding, you know, I'm not a doctor, but they they have to do these things uh, in repetitive, uh, yeah, like repetition. They have to do specific things because if they don't, they feel like there's going to be a bad thing that's going to happen to them. Yeah. So, so I have a I'm a I'm less likely to take mental mental I, i'm very careful right, to, right, to label right. mental yeah, yeah, condition yeah. as a spiritual I, I i'm the same way i yeah. don't want to say that at all but i do know that they can mimic right spiritual you know spiritual you know things can mimic certain mental things i mean, I mean like for years the church thought that schizophrenia was an actual demon possession yeah there's legitimate spiritual oppression and situations that can happen spiritually if it's a believer, a confessing, professing Christ, you know, Christian, f Christ follower, it's not likely that it's going to be that because if they have Christ in them, then how can it get inside them and rattle their brain that way? You right. know what I mean? Now, the battlefield of the enemy is in the mind, hmm. primarily. The you know, this is why Paul says in Corinthians that we should hold every thought captive unto the obedience of Christ, and he's using that phrase in reference to measuring God's word against heretical teachings in those verses. Um, but you can apply that very generally to many areas of your life. And one of them would be, what are the thoughts that I'm having right now? Um, I love what First Timothy 4 says here. It says, it, it's, I love this. It says, uh, everything that God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. And what that means is that the word of God and prayer are the two things that will consecrate. Consecration is the act of being set apart. It's the act of being used for the purposes of, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you think about this, the two things that will actually consecrate what we're facing, whether it's our thought life, whether it's some kind of obsession, whatever it would be, is 
prayer and the Word of God. The Word of God makes it clear. It illuminates the truth. It gives us what reality is. And then prayer is what connects us personally with that truth to the living God. And so Timothy makes it clear there. Consecration is really, you know, I actually have a note in the side of my Bible. I love it. It says, the Word makes clear what is right and what is wrong. Hmm. So when we think about the consecration process, we have to activate all of the things that are at our disposal and our mind is a huge battlefield man how many times do i see believers that get discouraged and it's you ask them what are you discouraged about and they begin to to spill out what's in their heart and it all is things that could happen that maybe never will happen right. but their mind is wrapped around all these things they're projecting out all this you know despair and all of that and god's like hey wait a second who has your future doesn't the word say that he holds all of the future you've surrendered your whole life to him and that he's going to take care of you that you're not yeah. going to have need that he's going to make sure that everything you do need he's going to provide what you wear what you eat what you drink and he's like don't con over concern yourself with these things yeah i was going to say there's this really good uh just to take it in a more literal way um like when you it, it kind of blows my mind when i i think about it and it puts more power to like the word that we use, like father. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a father, <laughs> obviously. Um, that you know of. That, uh, no, I haven't gotten any calls on Father's Day, so <laughs> I think I'm okay. Daddy! Um, yeah. Um, but I was going to say, I, I know uh, I have a lot of friends. I was going to say, most of my friends are all fathers now. You know, <laughs> one of those things. Yeah. Um, but uh, a f when you think about like God being your father... He wants, uh, he's going to, you know, up until 18 years of your life, you know, they most, you know, legally they have to feed you and do all this stuff. And if you believe that God is like a good father and good parents, they want the best for that. They take care of, you know, they make sure they'll sacrifice themselves, uh, you know, sacrifice their own needs or, you know, sometimes needs, but wants and desires uh, to, you know, help their kids out. Yeah. So. Totally. Why wouldn't you have trust in. Right. He's going to take care. You know, it's just like when I really think about what a father is. is Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the, the whole, my whole point was that, uh, you know, a loving father is going to sacrifice and take care of, you know, everything. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to take care of us. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyways, <laughs> Provide gonna, what we need. Yeah, yeah. But but what happens is, is the enemy would come in and he'd whisper to your mind, you know, hey, your future's uncertain. God's not going to be faithful. You know, he's, you know, what? how are you going to survive? What are you going to do? And he yeah. starts to bring in all these thoughts and, and, you know, whispering all these thoughts that really br destroy faith. Yeah. Well, and, I was going to say, it's really interesting the way you were talking about that is that we have to be in that constant uh conversation or relationship with him and we do that by you know reading the bible and yeah. praying with him yeah so it's interesting that uh like so that would be the suppression you know if we're using these terms so they can combine with one another i almost want to say they all except except for possession which is kind of its own category that all these can kind of work in that you know work and compound all these things like why would you be start getting obsessed with you know the future well if you're getting obsessed with the future or 
you know, maybe that's the right one. Yeah. About things and starting to doubt God, you're less likely to go read the Bible. You know, so if you are experiencing both of those, one might lead to the other because it's yeah. keeping you from uh, reading God and the word and uh, being in that trusting relationship with yeah. him. And the thing is, is his tactics are, are they're literally nothing new. Yeah. He knows he knows the things that trip up Christians, and he knows the things that will easily, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard it really succinctly put, and I don't think I ever said this to you, so you can, here's a good thing that I heard, and then you go ahead and say if you agree or not with it. It said that God's the only one that can create, right? So everything that the devil does or uh, demons or, you know, the, the principalities of darkness or whatever. Yeah is they can't create new things. It's just a perversion of the truth and what what has already been created. So all these like things that happen to you, they get they're they're a perverted thing that God already set. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's uh where God says don't worry about it, the perversion of that is to do worry worry right. about it or you know you, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 and the crazy thing, this is the crazy thing about spiritual attack. Yeah. And, you know, when we're doing spiritual I was say, warfare. It, it's, it, that was how it started in the, in the garden. Yeah. You know? Well, that, just, yeah. So it sounds like God's word. Yeah. It sounds like what God, because Satan, the first thing he said was, did God really say? And then he say, didn't, didn't he, you know, didn't he say this? And they would say, no, he said this. And th- they would repeat back what they, their interpretation of what God said, but they didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, well, that's because he just wants to. He knows that you're going to be like him. Yeah. He doesn't want you to know that the, he doesn't want your eyes to be open. Yeah. And the reality was, is God was trying to protect them. That's why he didn't. He's a good father. Yeah. He, yeah. He didn't want their eyes open because they, he wanted them to remain innocent. And, uh, but there's a great verse in first Thessalonians five seventeen where it says, pray without ceasing. Mm. And I love this because I used to always think that that meant like, cause you're talking about connecting with God. You're talking about praying in all occasions and mm. all that. Philippians has a great one too. Like let your, you know, present your request to God and all that. Prayer is the, is probably the most powerful force against spiritual attacks. Um, but, um, he says, pray without ceasing. And that I used to think it meant like, Oh, without ceasing means like just pray nonstop. Like I don't, I just constantly pray, but it's not that. It's really a, a, a the whole concept of it is is to pray in every occasion. So whatever you're dealing with, just be in prayer as you're going through it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a converse as you said, a conversation with our heavenly Father throughout our day as we're going. And what's amazing is as you stay in conversation with Him, the Holy Spirit's inhabiting those prayers in that time, and the darkness seems to be pushed back mm-hmm. more regularly. Um, and some people just get really, he knows how to get into their heart and life. Like he yeah. knows when I say into their heart, I don't mean like possess them. I mean, like he knows how to cause a believer to get so discouraged and so off. Like he knows your, your, my weaknesses, triggers or whatever yeah. and mine and right. And there may not be the same. Right. Sometimes yeah. I don't even make it difficult for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like broadcast. Hey, I'm set up. Just go ahead and tee it off because yeah. I'm ready to ready to stumble. But um, I think that – but what that proves is that there is an enemy who's out there. And the main goal – and I say this all the time. The main goal of Satan is he can't take us as believers. If you're a Christian you're hearing this, he can't take you. He, you belong to God. You're God's possession. He actually – God actually is 
given you a new name. He's adopted you in. He's sealed you with his Holy Spirit. You're in the book of life. You're in it. Yeah. Like he can't, he can't take and undo any of that. But what he can do is neutralize you as a force for our God. Because everyone's saved with purpose. So you have purpose that God saved each person and he has a design for their life that's unique for advancing his kingdom. Sounds pretty Calvinist. Sounds pretty Calvinist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're predestined for good work. Yeah. We're predestined. I mean, God knows everything. No, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm just kidding. I know. I mean, I, look, where the Bible says it, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about that. But but all my Calvinist friends have a big smile on their face right now. They're like, hey, he's turning. I'm probably closer than they think. But anyways, uh, the the reality is is that he wants to neutralize the believer. He wants to keep you from stepping into that purpose, from accomplishing the will of God in your life, you know, f- submitting to it. And he wants to trip you up so that you'll feel condemned, you'll feel guilty, you'll, you'll r- retreat back. And you'll be neutralized because a soldier who doesn't have a weapon and who doesn't have his orders, his marching orders, is not a soldier to be threatened. Mm. But a soldier who who uses his weapon and is trained well in it and has his instructions and understands what the mission is, is going to be a threat. Because I was going to say understands the enemy as well. Right. Which is in the Bible. Like if you read the Bible, you'll know this stuff. The (laughs) tactics, right? Yeah. And what's really makes the, the enemy tremble is that the gates of hell will not prevail mm-hmm. what so many believers don't even understand what jesus was saying when he said that when the gates of hell will not prevail he he literally was saying that we would be advancing towards the gates of hell not the gates of hell will be moving towards us so much in the church they're thinking the gates are coming towards them right mm-hmm. they're like oh but they're not going to overtump overtake us no the gates are a fixed thing we're invading hell we're called to invade hell, the darkness, and bring light into the darkness and rescue those that are, that are dying. Yeah, you know. So they and it will not prevail. So it's going to be a crazy day when the saints really move forward in the power and the authority of Christ, because it's going to be the darkness will tremble, hmm. it will it will recoil in fear because of what Christ is doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I don't think we experience that very often. And the thing is, is Satan, like our mentality is, is we're in this stagnant state. I'm just this believer and I'm just in this stagnant state and Satan's always coming trying to pull me away and do this stuff. The reality is we're supposed to be generating and moving forward, you know? And, yeah. um, no, I really liked what you said there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just kind of my take. Now, one of the reasons we wanted to do this this podcast where some personal things that happens getting to the crazy so we had the real world examples there's the biblical stuff and then we're gonna get into some craziness yeah so why don't you start you tell us a little bit about your story and well it it was really interesting uh so first should we first preface it by saying if you haven't listened to the other podcasts that we've done um we believe (laughs) i guess we'll go through the different i'll just say it real quickly so we i think are both in agreement that ghosts are not like sorry to break it to you it's not the soul of whatever person is trapped in that thing it's not a human it's not a human soul right right uh so it's not like the soul of a uh, the child that died, you know, uh, that your house was built on, you know, you know what I mean? It's not that actual soul. Yeah. So it's not the, go- the ghost is not that thing. Yeah. Demons are the 
souls or the disembodied disembodied souls. yeah so souls. I, w- I wasn't sure if it, the soul yeah. was the right one yeah uh the disembodied souls of the nephilim right that are a in, hybrid species yeah that are the result of fallen angels genesis genesis six. six having sex with uh the human women and so that's what we believe demons are so there's differences so ghosts demons poltergeist all right basically thrown into this demons thing along with aliens yeah <laughs> So episode thirteen, by the way. Oh, is it okay? The unlucky thirteen. Yeah, was so, our demons, ghosts, and angels. Yeah, so we talked about that. So yeah. that, that's that's. I'll preface it by saying that all of that scare. Well, I don't know what that was. That, <laughs> all that scary stuff that goes bump in the night is probably demonic. So that's where we stand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, I'm okay. with you. And and I'll just cite a resource if. If yeah, yeah. The demon thing throws people all the time, and we need. We, we, we're going to have a guest on at some point, Doctor Michael Heiser. He has the best discourse on it. Um, it's called the Unseen Realm. Get the book, read it, and then you'll be up to speed with what we're talking about here. And it's yeah. the it's the best explanation. He worked for Logos. He was their chief chief language guy for Logos Bible Study Software. He's not some nutcase guy. He's legit. He's not. He's literally the most learned learned man i've ever listened to yeah Yeah, so and you can check it out um he has a podcast naked bible podcast yeah you say naked neck well that's how i say it sorry it's my southern my my southern child my mama brought me up like that you naked fool you (laughs) he was naked and ashamed yeah so i was gonna say um it was really interesting anyway so the more that i was talking to one of my sisters about after this weird incident happened is it the that one a couple weeks ago i talked about i don't know if we even talked about it on here i think i feel like we you did. and i talked about it, but we didn't talk about it on the air oh okay i don't think i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll be rehashing, rehashing it, whatever it, yeah. yeah um so anyways it, i had this a couple incidents on one day um that was they were really weird they're really weird and it was interesting i was talking to my sister who's a very strong believer and it was funny i was like hey did you ever have any weird stuff happen at the house she was like yeah all the time (laughs) since we moved in there in uh 2005 i think when we moved back uh to the states we moved into that house yeah i was like hey did you have any weird stuff when we were in high school she was like yeah all the time like she would hear uh people in the yard like all kinds of crazy stuff and my dad would go out and like in the middle of the night or people on the roof, just weird, crazy stuff. And uh, I had some weird incidents happen uh, in high school during that time, too. I won't go into, but they were just weird, just weird stuff. And it was nice to know that I wasn't alone, but I wish you would have told me. Oh, like, <laughs> I thought I was going crazy the last you know, little while. So you've been experiencing things. Yeah, yeah. I've always kind of think, yeah, yeah, experienced stuff and uh, just weird stuff happened. So anyway, that that was that Monday. I was sitting at home, uh, working from home that particular day. Yeah. Real short story. Um, I'll condense it. Thought the uh, heard what the sound go off. It sounded like uh, some music. Uh, basically, I was like, "Oh, it sounds like someone's ringtone that went off." Thought someone broke into the house. Called the cops. They came. Nothing was there. And then, like you know, as I was climbing up the stairs to go check out the house like i heard this whistle in response to me like a human whistle mm. and i was like oh this is done someone's in the house i'm gonna go call the cops <laughs> i totally uh 
pansied out. I was like, I can't handle this. <laughs> Dog was freaking out. And uh, that the, the same time, uh, like later that night, I got sleep paralysis three times. Mm. And I also saw a full body apparition in the corner of my room. And th- that was one of the weird things that I've always just summed up to. I don't know. There's something going on. Like, you did know, you see this? Did you see the apparition while so it was, in sleep paralysis? No. After, before I went to bed. Before you went to so bed. So that was the thing. Like, I'll be uh, this a common occurrence that I've just kind of, I'll just say a quick prayer and like, all right, you know, that just happened. <laughs> so it's usually out of the corner of my eye. Um, I have a big room. Yeah. And there's this uh, wall there. And I'll, like, out of the corner of my eye, I'll, I'll catch glimpses of, like, movement. Mm-hmm. You know, just, uh, they call them, like, shadow people. You know, just all black, blackness. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so this time, saw something move, turned my head. This is the same day that this stuff happened. It turns out there's no one in the house, but I heard, like, I heard some weird stuff Yeah, because you called the police. I called stuff. the police. Yeah. And, like, you know, I don't call the police unless I knew that there was somebody in the house. I'm not going to waste their time. Yeah. I knew there was someone in the house. There was totally someone in the house. Yeah. Or something. And it, right. it, nothing happened. They didn't find anything. So, yeah. um, which was weird. And then, so I had this, this sleep, you know, so I was caught out of the corner of my eye, turned, looked, saw a black figure, like a shadow person, they call him, which is just a, the, uh, if you picture the outline of a person, but it's all black. Mm-hmm. And you can see video, like scary videos, <laughs> There's really scary videos online Yeah, of like shadow people. Anyway, so I saw it just looking at my direction and it moved. Yeah. And like, so I saw this thing move. So that was the same night. So what did you, I, I, like, I gotta, I gotta ask, like, what did yeah. you do? Like, were you nervous? Did it make you scared? Yeah. Did you just instantly pray in Jesus name? Like, what did you do? Yeah, I did that. Prayed yeah. a lot. Yeah put my head under the covers you like did, a little really? five-year-old i was like please don't come <laughs> really yeah interesting. And, uh, interesting. yeah so there's there's weird stuff what happening. would you have done if you would have pulled the covers if the cover i kept thinking in the back of my head was like the cover's gonna get ripped off i'm gonna scream <laughs> like a baby was your dog in the room or your cats or anything like no was any, no, no no animals were in no. there so man so there's weirds and it, it, it it's weird that it's coinciding with other stuff going on um but yeah and there's been some other weird stuff it's been weird coincidences yeah um that well how about you say the same day, same day you had something happen. yeah i'm trying to remember what it was though it was the door the door slamming oh yeah i'm trying to remember how this oh yeah i went to the church yeah yeah so i walked into the church this is the same day it same happened day. that thing happened to yeah me. in the morning it was in the morning so i i was the first to get to work i work at a church and i i got there and uh I walked into the into the front door of the church, and um, there's an entranceway, and the door closed behind me, and it was dark. It was raining. I remember it was kind of like cloudy, rainy day. Yeah. And so I was turning on some lights in the hallways and stuff, and I heard a door slam down a long hallway, like on the other end of the building. And so I was like, whoa. I was like, hey, anybody there? And, like, nobody said anything. And I looked out in the parking lot. I was the only car there. Mm-hmm. And so I, luckily I, I carry protection. So I donned (laughs) donned my protection and, and I did a a walk through the entire building, looking at every door, every door was locked. Everything was closed. There was no reason for any door or how it it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, I got the rest of the building opened up and turned office turned on, you know, and I was sitting at the conference table waiting for the rest of the team to get in so we could do our staff meeting. And um, when they finally came in, I asked them like later on in the day, I was like, hey, do you guys ever hear like weird noises, like just randomly in the church? And they're like, yeah, because our church isn't a church. It's a it used to be a well, it's an old building, about 35 years old. And it, at one time it was a restaurant. Another time it was a police station. That was the last thing that it was. And now it's a church. And we even still have the bulletproof glass up for our children's ministry behind yeah. it. So it's kind of cool. It's like the safest uh, children's ministry in the world. Yeah. But um, but anyways, uh, they're like, no, uh, we the, the one of the chicks that I work with, she's like, well, when I used to when my husband and I used to like clean the church on Sunday afternoons after church to get it ready for the next week, we were they were like custodial and they were paid to do that. Yeah. They were like, I had to wear earbuds because there was so many strange noises and stuff that I would hear. It just made me nervous. So I would just put in earbuds because I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, why have, why have I not heard about this, man? This is so stupid and creepy. Yeah. So that was what happened to me. And then like you texted me later on. You're like, dude, somebody's in my house <laughs> yeah like a couple hours later yeah so it was like coincidental and weird and we've been experiencing just a lot of interesting things happening in our personal lives too you know yeah it's almost like the culmination of things yeah and i was gonna say it's it's weird that it coincided with uh like the weird stuff happening with the podcast itself yeah so it's like all this weird stuff has been happening i had a friend tell me he thinks i'm under spiritual attack like out of nowhere it was so weird wow um a catholic friend of mine but no wow he to, so he just he was just texting me, we were talking and he was like dude you're totally under spiritual attack right now and i was like why would you say that and he's like i don't know i just felt compelled so that was really <laughs> weird we the spirit of christ compels he doesn't me know anything to tell about, you this. yeah he doesn't know anything about yeah. the other stuff and uh I was going to say there's this other, it's been happening all these really weird, scary coincidences that I was, we were talking about the other day. Yeah. Um, the other night was really weird. I was going somewhere, it must've been Tuesday night um, of this past week. I was listening to a random podcast that I was listening. Uh, I just, we, oh, yeah. we listened to this podcast Yeah. and both of us do. And I just happened to scroll through to listen to one that I hadn't heard. And I went to one over a year ago Yeah, and I just clicked play and started listening to this, this podcast with this interview with this woman. And, uh, it was really, it was really good. And then, so then, uh, I listened to it on the way to something I was going to and on the way home that I was going to something. Yeah. And then as I got home, you had texted me saying that. Yeah. I this, sent, I sent you a link to, the website that this lady has the the, or had. the, the interview i was listening yeah. to you sent me a link to it yeah and i was like oh yeah i was just listening to this interview that she was on with this podcast and you're like oh she just died <laughs> like yeah she, she just she, they just announced i'm not she, laughing at she died she act, it's actually a lot of mystery around her death and yeah but she was one that was uh it was really weird they, they haven't released a lot more details but it was just weird stuff like that like that I happen to be listening to this podcast, this random one out of hundreds. Yeah. And that was the last one that she had done. Yeah, that was weird. And it was, I literally just finished it within an hour of you texting me. And she was one that is a conspiracy. And I guess I don't want to 
throw her in, but she's a conspiracy theorist, you know, yeah. like a, a, well, a truth but, researcher or whatever. Yeah, but her stuff was not even conspiracy. She literally uncovered something that was right. very, very dark with connected to Pedogate and Pizzagate. Yeah, and, so she was one of these, like, investigators with all this weird YouTube stuff, and the stuff surrounding her was yeah really crazy. That, like, I remember I got, I listened, she someone released this thing it was like her dead man switch basically that uh you know in the case of she sent it out to some people and yeah you know that was a whole thing that people didn't know if she they should have released it or not right but she was getting all these weird death threats over um so let me let me catch our listeners okay this because i know they're probably like what in the world are they talking? well they're, i'm trying not to i know well they can just research they'll find yeah, yeah, yeah. it um but but basically this woman uncovered a pedophile a suppo- supposed pedo- pedophile ring in England through YouTube where they were posting videos and they were giving messages through YouTube and all of that. And she went to the FBI and she began to really deeply investigate it to uncover the truth. And the FBI wasn't able to really help her too much. Immediately after the FBI, her computer was hacked, her website was hacked, her phone was hacked to the point of where it was sending her messages privately um, like somebody was sending her messages privately knowing where she had been, what she had done. And the only reason we know, and then she ended up dying. Yeah. And the only reason we know about is because she recorded an audio message that was, if I die, play this. Mm -hmm. And that was what we heard. And so I thought it was so. And she had screenshots of all the people sending her death threats saying they know where she lives and her kids and stuff. Yeah. It's all, it's all been verified, backed up and all that, you know, like, so it's not like she's some loon and she wasn't even looking for like, that wasn't her desire to do this. She just wanted to protect kids. But as you know, like even this week with Jer- with with this Epstein, you know, guy and all the people that it might be connected to that, what that might the the mountain of people that this might take down, mm-hmm. um, that are involved in weird pedophilia, um, it's an evil thing, right? And here she is about to blow the whistle on something and then ends up dead. Yeah. But what? I, so I was like, dude, you're gonna want to. We did an episode on Pizzagate. You're gonna have to check this. Like, I wanted to pass it on to you, but you had just listened to this without me knowing. Yeah. And then you're like freaking out. Like yeah. the coincidence of it all. Yeah, you so know. there's been a lot of st- weird stuff like that that between yeah, the two of for us. For me, too, like personally, you and I have been going through, individually, we've been going through some major stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, life stuff that, you know, we're we're walking through. And it's not easy stuff. And I think that um, all of that combined. Yeah. You know, our desire, obviously, is that, you know, like, you know, my secret desire is that some someone yeah, yeah. will hear this podcast and surrender their life to Christ for salvation. They'll trust in him. And that's like my ultimate goal. Like, yeah, I will feel it. like if that ever happens and we find out we've done our job. Yeah. You know, we can actually just unplug everything and go <laughs> home because yeah. we're, I feel like we've done our job. But that's my ultimate goal in prayer. So, you know, who knows what's happening in the spirit realm based on the audio that's coming through just from the podcast. Cause this is truth. Yeah. This is living truth that this is reality and this is true. And there's far too many people that don't understand and know the truth. And so anyways, yeah, crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. So basically the whole point was we had been just dealing with all kinds of weird, crazy stuff that seemed these weird spiritual things, you know, like some stuff and you could might, you know, me being us being conspiracy theorists we're good at pointing <laughs> connecting dots and stuff that may or may not be right. there yeah but uh it's just those are couple those are just a couple of these really weird things that have been happening coincidences or 
you know, uh, things that just kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it, that that's why we would just wanted to do a podcast about spiritual warfare because we're going through it. Yeah. 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 We've been going through <laughs> it. And so if you're going through it, if you're listening to this and you're trying to figure out like why, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys that thinks there's a demon behind every bush. No, no, no. I'm not that kind of guy, but there are legitimate oppositions to the work of Christ in your life. Well, if you're going to go back to uh, even to the very beginning when you opened it up, Ephesians 6, uh, 6, 12, uh, you know, he's saying that there's all these things and, you know, principalities. Uh, well, the other place where he says like, you know, physical locations. And we talked about that before Yeah. with the spirit realm that there's, uh, you know, he uses, uh, Paul uses the, the, uh, in, you know, principalities of high places or something like yeah. that that he uses geographic terms yeah. so there are physical yeah he literally says heavenly realms and he talks about spiritual forces in heavenly realms right but the point i was getting at is that there's physical things that happen like it is it's not just this woo like i'm gonna scare you with some thoughts there's also um and i, I would say mine's, yeah. mine's not very um <laughs> it even seems kind of lame talking about that stuff like it's not like super crazy crazy scary you know stuff like that but there's like if we believe that god can interact the way i see it and the good can interact in a real three-dimensional realm yeah that absolutely that the other the other thing can be true that there's powers that are acting and interacting in our world that we can see with our own eyes and experience in a yeah. A way that's more than just obsession or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Those are just the outplay, the symptoms, something deeper going on. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. But yeah, so they are, he, you know, Paul gives us that there's geographical, like it's geographical language. And that's what I love about, you know, uh, Dr. Heiser with the Unseen Realm, because he breaks down um, some of these things for us, that there were, you know, these third of the angels that fell, they're given geographic authority over certain areas and daniel chapter 10 talks about the prince of persia mm. and that's probably the clearest you know description that would verify you know that would actually confirm that that like okay so who's the prince of persia well the prince of persia was is a name a title given to a fallen angel it's not a demon it's a fallen angel it was one of these authoritative elohim given created by God, spiritual being, and it was literally placed over a certain region to rule over it, and it was intended that it would rule over it for God, for the benefit of God and his kingdom, but they rebelled. And so there are geographic locations, principalities and uh, and powers over spiritual realms and authority in areas that are huge. So like DC probably has a spiritual you know, authority over it, like a, a probably a fallen a, a, one. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say no, absolutely. I was gonna Hollywood, s- DC. I was gonna say it's no coincidence. There, I was gonna say, you know, the Prince of Persia as being a specific example of that. Yeah, that when God was doling out, you're gonna go there, you're gonna go there, you're in charge of that, you're in charge of that, and you know, hierarchy even within the ruling of a specific place too. Right. There's pro- there's a hierarchy o- over Persia. You know, there's right. the, the bad guy rules it. There's probably bad guys. Under, underneath him, him ruling it yeah um but i was gonna say that might even explain i don't know if we even talked about this with the ghost that maybe why there's certain prince loc- localities or yeah. things that are more corrupt or they just seem more evil or you know um 
they seem like I went into DC. I was in DC yesterday for the secret thing I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> and even just going in, like literally as we're crossing in, it's just so weird. Like it's very odd. I don't feel comfortable there. Yeah. Um, I never have. I don't feel that way with many cities. Yeah. But you know, part of it's probably personal thing. Um, but there's certain places that you can go to, and I would assume that has something to do with the the actual print. Uh, person ruling well, not person ruling over so you're, it. you're a light bearer you're an image bearer of god yeah you're walking into a, a an area that's good image of god. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we should tell that joke real quick <laughs> go ahead so uh yeah we were joking about like jesus there's a scripture in isaiah that talks about he there was no his appearance was comely or he wasn't there's nothing about him that was attractive and that would draw Physically. men. Yeah, draw men to him. And like we were joking around, somebody said, "Well, you—that's why you're so ugly because you were made in God's image." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah, so you can use that as a uh, a boost. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, you're walking into an area that's been declared. I own this, and it's darkness. It's fallen yeah. angel, fallen, you know, this darkness, and so you're walking in light, and it doesn't like that. Yeah. So you might there might be some spiritual discernment there as you're coming through. I mean, all of that stuff is really you, you got to just be careful. You don't want to attribute anything. You don't want to over spiritualize. You don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is reality to this, and God gave us these things on purpose so that we would not be ignorant, and that's the biggest thing. He doesn't want us to be ignorant. He wants us to know the truth about what's going on and wh- how things have happened so that we can stand. And after having done all to stand, we'll stand mm. like Ephesians six says. Yeah. <laughs> so well, anyways, yeah. I was going to say maybe a good way to wrap it up, yeah. uh, go through the, the different armor of God that he talks about. Like, cause he talks about specific things. Yeah. Equate to, sorry to put you on the spot. No, there. that's okay. He says, um, all right. So he says, uh, put on the, the full armor of God, verse 13, so that when the day of evil comes, you can stand your ground, and after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, your feet with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert, always keeping, keep on praying for all the saints. So it's the belt of truth, which is, uh, so instead of looking at the actual instrument that he's talking of, the piece of armor, like the belt, the breastplate, mm-hmm. or whatever, look at what it is. And these are the things that Satan will come against. He comes against the truth, the belt of truth. He comes against truth. He comes against righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. He wants, so he wants to cause us to not have the truth which sets us free he wants us to not live in righteousness which is right standing with god he comes after the gospel of peace peace is the result of being in right standing of god we have peace that passes all understanding he wants to attack our faith the shield of faith he wants to attack faith so he wants us to doubt god not trust god um and then uh he says the helmet of salvation he wants us he wants to attack our very salvation um, and then, not as if he could take it away. Yeah. But uh, and then he gives us an, a weapon of protection and offense, which is the sword of the spirit. It's the only offensive piece that we have, other than the prayer. So, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and prayer. So then he ties it all together with the word of God and prayer. Those are our offensive 
ways to go and take ground from the enemy. So he attacks truth, righteousness, peace. Um, and let me look here again. Uh, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and our salvation. Those are the things that he attacks. Those are attributes of God that are apparent in every believer's life. So, anyways. Yeah. There you go. Not a sermon, just a thought. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's that's another pastor. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have anything more to add. Yeah. Cool. Well, it's been an awesome episode. I'm glad we got to talk about this, and it's yeah. kind of cool to just kind of – it was very loose. We didn't do a whole lot of prep for this. It was really um, kind of coming from the heart. There's so much more that we could talk about this, and I know we've missed verses, and I know we've missed nuances about it, and we're not trying to be perfect and cover everything 100% whenever we do a podcast like this. Yeah. Although it's good to get everything right, I think what we did say is pretty accurate. Uh, we know it won't – not everyone will agree with some of these things, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, These are not salvation issues, and they're non-essential, so we have – we give liberty in the non-essentials, right? And yeah. So char- charity in the yeah. I was gonna say a couple points just to wrap it up because in case we were not because um, I, I I threw something in that I, I probably didn't really think much um, about but yeah just to sum up if you're if there's actual stuff you know meant we're we're not saying it's schizophrenia OCD right depression bipolar disorder you know all these things yeah. We're not we're not Christian scientists, you know. Like we right. we believe uh, at least I do, and I think you agree with it. Yeah, that you should go see a doctor. Yeah, don't take anything of this as medical advice. Uh, there is <laughs> yeah, really right. there is actually physiological things that happen as a result of people being born with not the 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 right functioning of neurotransmitters that could actually cause. I I just yeah. I don't like this, and it always bugs me when people say. Like get off all your meds, you know, yeah. you know, get off all your depression meds. You know, the reason you're depressed is because the, you know, there's a spiritual attack or you don't have faith or you don't have faith. Right. No. In, in some instances, I, I, I'm i going to say in some instances, things can be cured and I, I, I won't put it past. I will f- preface this by saying I do believe that God could fix and heal someone's brain. Oh, yeah. So that is a possibility. But all that, you know, a miraculous healing like that aside, there are people that have depression, and it's a result of neurotransmitters not functioning properly, that they're not getting the right level of serotonin or norepinephrine or, you know, things like that can cause real physiological things. And if you're on that, don't feel ashamed. We're not going to med shame anybody, you know, like that, that, uh, those medicines can work, and sometimes it, it is just a physiological thing. So I want to be careful and say, you know, don't hear this and say it's a spiritual attack. I'm getting right. off my meds. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. That's right. I'm. Yeah, talk to know. your doctor and talk to your pastor. Yeah. And pray. And, yeah, don't – yeah, anyways, yeah. Yeah, I'm I just, just, want, to be, I, I just want to be safe and say yeah. not everything is spiritual. That's right. In that ma- nature. And yeah. Especially when it comes to stuff like that. It's very important to – Yeah. You know, don't, I'm with don't you, go cold turkey off yeah. stuff. All right. Well, look, it's been a great episode. Yeah. And uh, we'll get back into some cool stuff, Secret Society stuff coming down, other guests down the road. We got some good stuff planned down for the future. Interesting other stuff. Yeah. yeah. If you've listened this far, we just ask you to do us <laughs> one favor to combat the Satan influence. Please share this podcast with somebody. Uh, like and review us on iTunes and uh allow us to beat the evil algorithms of the technocrats that are suppressing this. Let the truth go out. Do your part, soldier. 
Jesus would want you to. Jesus would want you to. <laughs> Jesus would want yeah. you to share this podcast. But before you do that, we want you to know how much we love you, and we, we thank you for listening to us. Yeah. Oh, and we got a bunch of new listeners in different countries too. We do. Oh yeah. Do like, you, want me, you want me to tell them? I mean, or you know, you might remember. I don't remember them. Slutty. It's India. We had India and Portugal. Don't, don't insult them right before you, <laughs> you say thank you for listening in a new country. It's a bad habit. I'm so sorry. Canada, Russia, Portugal, Spain, India. We U- had a bunch of UK, new UK. We had a bunch, uh, some new ones in Pol- Africa. Poland and Kenya. Kenya. That's yeah, right. that was it. Can you not talk down to me <laughs> when I do my Indian impression? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Equal opportunity offender. Hey, Kenya, we yeah, love you. We do love you. India, pass it on. There's a billion people there that need to know about all that <laughs> war. <laughs> do your part. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. We love you, and we'll catch you next time on All Out War. Bye. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at All Out Warcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.